Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations. With your host, James McLean. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. I'm your host, James McLamb. Today's episode is very special. Have you seen the movie that Billy Bob Thornton was in many years ago called Friday Night Lights? They actually made a television series over the concept of the movie, not the principle. But have you seen the movie? The movie is about a team in Odessa, uh, Texas, a high school football team and their run to become one of the best in the state. We actually have two members of that uh, football team as our guest today. Why are we doing that? Well, a few weeks ago, if you'll know, we had Coach Nate Hearn on. And Coach Nate was one of the coaches on that team. And he and I got it talking about how a coach that cares can really impact youth. And so we got two of the members of that team as our guest today to talk about their journey from the time they entered that team to the left and how it transformed them into the man they want to be. Listen, if you want to find out about techniques and skills and, and really tips on how you can be positively impact youth, you need to watch this episode, listen to this episode, and share this episode. You're going to enjoy our conversation today with Mr. Malcolm Hamilton and Mr. David Connor. So let's go straight to the show. Guys, thank you for joining me today on the Gen Z show. David, Malcolm, thank you. Um, let's first, before we even talk to each other, let's thank Coach Nate Hearn for connecting us and producing this podcast. Because without him, we wouldn't have this. And and I'm really anticipating a very exciting time together. So thanks, Coach, uh, for your connection. Thank so, you, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Definitely. Well, gentlemen, sure. I, I'm just going to ask you guys, if you wouldn't mind, giving a, just a brief introduction of who you are and, and your time, uh, you know, a little bit about your background and your time under Coach Hearn and the team that he, he coached at that time, was part of the coaching staff we were that time. So either one of you, it doesn't make a difference if we talk over each other. We're just having a fun conversation here today. Okay. You want to go, David? You're, you're the I guess I can here. go first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Malcolm. Uh, yes, sir. My name is David Connor. I was a member of the uh, 1989 uh, state and national champion Permian Panthers. Uh, I was a senior on that team. Uh, currently, I'm a uh, proud husband to a beautiful wife and four really great kids. Uh, I have been a registered nurse now for the last going on 27 years um and most importantly i love god and he is definitely my foundation malcolm how about you well uh my name is malcolm hamilton um i'm a uh member of i'm a former member i guess you could say well you're always a member um I am a member of the 89 uh, Permian football program, uh, state championships and national champions. Um, I'm also a member of the 91 state champions. Uh, I'm a proud father of five. Um, I'm currently an insurance agent. So you guys were a part of the Mojo teams. 
back, you know, during the, the time in which uh, there have been books and movies and series about them. Describe, uh, you know, what you were like before you entered that program and, and how that program kind of changed you. What, you know, what was it about that, that team, that atmosphere, those coaches, maybe specifically Coach Hearn, that, that changed you? Because he was really, he was really an excitable interview, and, 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 uh, and I'm, I'm just excited to hear about how he poured into you guys' lives and how it changed you. I guess I can go, go first. Uh, I came into the Permian program uh, when I was uh, ninth grade coming into my sophomore year. I probably weighed about 138 pounds. You know, uh, I was big on heart, but really, you know, small on size. Uh, when I got to Permian, my uh, the first contact that I really had at Permian that really the coach that really stood out to me, that really I really felt like he really believed in me was Coach Nate Hearn. Uh, there were others uh, along the way uh, had, you know, Coach Randy Mays, Coach uh, Gary Gaines. And then Coach Larry Curry, those four men really made a big impact on me. My first uh, coach that really, really influenced me, though, was Coach Nate Hearn. Uh, he came in. I was a, I probably was like fifth string on the depth chart my sophomore year. I mean, I was down there. I was buried <laughs> down on the depth chart. Uh, coach Hearn took me under his wing and uh, – just he worked my tail off you know uh had a lot of just nothing but positive coach hearn very influential very motivating uh just he was who i aspired to be and when i was a young man uh you know his teachings and <clears throat> mentorship last to this day uh you know i sometimes tell my kids about coach hearn you know, he's a he's a common name in our household with my kids when it comes to sports. <laughs> well, you said you were 138 pounds when you entered. Were you successful while you were there? How did you leave the program? Um, when I left the program and uh, like I said, I was uh, 89 my senior year. I ended up being the starting center in 89 on a just a really, really great team. Great teammates. I remember Malcolm was a sophomore. Malcolm and Brian Tucker, you know, uh, they were really, really good ball players themselves for being sophomores. I mean, I remember looking back on that and saying, my gosh, these guys are going to be something. And they did. <laughs> uh, Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have two state championship rings. I got one. You got yes, two sir. of them. <laughs> uh, we, should, we should have had three, but we won't discuss that. <laughs> you should have had three, yes. In my opinion, yeah. two national championships, too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Appreciate it, David. That's, yes, that's always good coming from a teammate. You know, it it's something else to come from the outside, but it's it's another thing to come from a teammate because we we went through the same types of uh, trials and tribulations and, you know, off season and stuff like that. So that's mm -hmm. something we're going to always share. Absolutely. Definitely. Yes, sir. Definitely. But I ended up being uh, that year, that season, I was blessed to be voted all state. Uh, looking back on it, I mean, I, I think that all our state center line was all state. You were the all state center for Texas. Yes, sir. And three years earlier, you, you only weighed 138 pounds. 
138 pounds. <laughs> now, for those who are watching this who have limited knowledge about football, that's not a position that you normally are 138 pounds soaking wet at. I mean, am I right? Mm -hmm. No, that's right. He's not lying either. He was about he 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 might be lying a little bit. He was probably maybe about one thirty five. So he was he was pretty small, but he get after you though. He he definitely I, would get after you, you know. Yeah, that was. But yeah, I ended up uh, just Coach Hearn really, like I said, showed me how to work out. Worked me really hard, you know. But I and I loved every minute of it, you know. I mean, he was so motivating, very inspiring intense and just really just got you to that next level i mean i can't even describe like what those mornings when i would work out with him i was sometimes it was one it was one on one you know i would show up early in the morning before school and coach Hearn would put me through a workout and i mean i have i can't tell you how much that really i, I really grew you know he was the first one at permian that really i could tell really, really cared about me and really, really influenced me and really saw something in me that I didn't see myself, you know, and that was, that's, that was, that was life changing. Really. I love what you just said there, that he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. I love that. Uh, that just makes my heart jump uh, when I hear that, that you have a coach that cares. So Michael, how about you? How, how are you different when you, Came into the program as a as a you know ninth grader and and how did it change you over that time? Well, um, it it was like night and day. Um, that program really did change me, and Coach Hearn had a lot to do with that. Um, I was um, I was a kid that uh, I guess who would be labeled a troubled kid. Um, I had a lot of anger issues. Um, simply because, uh, the passing of my mother and, um, and my, I lived with my grandparents who were, you know, these are world war two generation grandparents. So they didn't necessarily, they couldn't relate to, I guess, you know, a teenage kid. And, um, as far as the program is concerned, that program gives you all kinds of discipline. It gives you, it really gives you a, um, a sense of responsibility to your teammates. That's what it really taught us to be. You, you don't want to let your teammates down. You don't want to be that guy. You're going to give 110%. It's either going to be all of you or none of you. And if it's none of you, then you need to get away from the program now. Uh, that's something that I'm not going to say when I went into the program uh, I had, but by, the, by my senior year, I figured it out it was like, you know what, now it's your turn to be a senior. Now it's your turn to give 110% or you need to walk away now. As far as Coach Hearn is concerned, he was always, I mean, from day one, I stepped on Permian campus and he pulled me to the side and told me basically what he expected from me. Um, he told me basically they're moving you up uh, because uh, when I first came in, I um I practiced with my class um at the uh, JV level and um then I was informed by coach Hearn that they were moving me up uh to varsity. I was petrified because um you know it's a huge responsibility to be at that level. This is this is not a game, you know, for us it's not a game. It's a way of life uh as far as the program is concerned. 
So I didn't I didn't quite know if uh, I would be ready. And um, Coach Hearn basically told me that not only was I going to be ready, but I was going to perform at the same time. And he told me the expectations that were expected from me. Um, and like David said, Coach was very intense. He was very stern, but he always let me know that he cared about me. And um, that's one thing that I could definitely say about him uh, that I'll I'll definitely keep in my heart forever. Um, even 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 to this day, um, when I'm talking to some of the teammates and talking about Coach Hearn, we, we can bring up a thousand stories about Coach Hearn and all of us. Uh, you know, we laugh. But at the same time, we know all of those stories are very much true. And we knew we knew what to expect from Coach Hearn. He was very consistent about what to, you know, what to be expected from him. That's what I could say. He sounds like he he is uh, and maybe the coaching staff as a whole. They just set the standard for you and they made it very clear on what they were expected of you and then cared enough to help you reach that goal. Is that is that right? Yeah, Isn't that right? Absolutely. Give me examples of, of, of how that worked out for you. How, you know, tell me how some examples of how that might have happened. Well, um, you, you know, I had the opportunity to go to college um, on a scholarship um, at Baylor University. I graduated from Baylor University. Um, and uh, from that point, I was able to go into the NFL. I played a few years in the NFL. I also played, um, well, the one inaugural season of the XFL and uh, a few seasons with the Arena Football League. Um, just the discipline that was instilled then at, in high school and, um, you know, the constant talk talks and the expectation that was set by Coach Hearn, it really helped me through a lot of that. Um, from the outside looking in, it looks like everything was difficult, but from the inside out, it wasn't difficult at all because I just basically revert back to what I was taught back in high school. And it got me, it got me, it got me through it. I'm not going to say without problems, but it definitely got me through it. David, how about you? What were some of the examples of how that expectation was uh, shown? Oh, kind of like Malcolm said, uh, you know, the, the workouts that we had, you know, and especially with Coach Hearn, you know, he was a very, very motivating. He was our strength and conditioning coach also, mm -hmm. you know. And so mm -hmm. just, you know, they said he set the bar high. The coaches set the bar high. I mean, they set mm -hmm. the bar like at, at almost perfection. And I, you mm -hmm. know, I really don't know if they expected us to reach perfection, but that was where that was the goal. You know, I mean, we would have uh, film sessions after a game that we won 56 to zero. Remember those <laughs> film sessions, Mac Malcolm? Remember those film yeah, sessions yeah. on Saturday morning? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. I think <laughs> like, I got Like, what made, coach, what I is there to watch? <laughs> I got laughed at more than anybody, I think, on the team. Coach, coach Hearn, Coach Curry, Coach Gaines would pick out things that I would do. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you would think that we lost the game by four touchdowns. And then, you know, it was a game that we won 56 to zero because they would, you know, they, they would just expect perfection and like show you how to get, be perfect mm -hmm. and not make any mistakes out there. And that was, that Definitely. was the goal. 
you know uh i don't think it was a i think it was a very healthy thing you know uh they just set the expectations really high you know it wasn't win at all costs you know we're not going to get out there and we're not going to cheat or anything like that or bend the rules it was just we're going to do what we do and we're going to win you know we're going to win we're going to just take care of us and we're not going to make any mistakes so that's how we approached it so what were some of the core values that that you gleaned from being a part of that team or gleaned from him you know some of the values that it were instilled in you were in that program so um Someone comes to you right now and says, tell me three things that you learned that changed you as a person during your time there. You know, it wouldn't be, hey, I learned to, you know, block on the offense better. I learned to run, hit this hole a little bit better no. on the, what would it be? Work ethic. I would have to say work ethic. Uh, we outworked everybody. We were not big. I mean, I mean, look at David. You know, he was 135, <laughs> 136, you know, and, and, and I can vouch for that. He, he, was very, he was very small. He was very small, but but I guarantee you, if I had to bet on somebody, it was gonna be it was gonna be him because I knew what he could do. I saw what he could do. I witnessed it every single day. So if anything, I would say work ethic, uh, a determination. Um, not only, not only the determination not to give in, but but I would say more so to give over. And that's what that program really taught us to give yourself over to this cause. And that cause was winning a state championship. I would say for me, yeah. mental toughness, number one, mentally tough, uh, discipline for sure. Discipline and fight. They taught us how to fight. You know, they taught us how to get out there and, take care of us and fight. Didn't matter who our opponent was. So I think today we might call that resilience. We might say that they taught you to be a, to more resilient, which I'm glad that you said that, Dave, because it is something that youth professionals are t lamenting that we see a lack of in our youth culture today. That They don't have that determination, that grit, that work ethic, that the, the very things that you said that they hit, and I wrote them down, work ethic, determination, mental toughness, discipline, fight, those things are a lot of the things that we that youth professionals are lamenting now. Hey, this generation uh, as a whole, they're lacking it. Um, but you had men who were investing in you, cared enough in you to, to be able to do that. So, mm -hmm. And they cared about you in other ways. Michael, you were sharing with me. Uh, story with me beforehand. Would you mind sharing uh, that again on the story where they came to your house? Uh, uh, yeah, was, uh, well, I had, I, I had, I had, <laughs> I, well, that wasn't the only time I have other times, but yeah, uh, that, that situation, I, I was doing some things I wasn't supposed to be doing and got into, I got into an actual gun, gun battle, um, you know, where I was shooting at some people and, um, I basically went home and thought nothing of it. You know, I didn't tell my grandparents. I woke up the next day, no big deal to me. And lo and behold, Coach, I don't know how they found out, but uh, Coach uh, Hearn and Coach Blue knocked on my door. And uh, I should have looked out the peephole or the window to see who it was, but I didn't. I swung the door open, and it was Coach Hearn and Coach Blue, and 
for a minute there, I my mind was in a panic. Like, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? Um, Where do I run? They, Can I get out of here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I got something to go do. Um, <laughs> they came in. They came in the house, and my grandparents had this look on their face, like, okay, why, why are your coaches here? And it's not like I could lie to them. Um, basically, Coach Hearn started in and basically told them what happened, and then Coach Blue chimed in too. And my grandparents is basically they just sat back and let Coach Hearn and Coach Blue handle me, and they 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 talked to me very sternly. I'll just put it like that. Coach Hearn more so, and um, they said uh, they asked my grandparents for permission basically to run me. And I'm like, wait a minute, why are y'all asking them for permission to run me? It's me, you know, that uh, has to do with this running. And they told me, basically, it's either you're going to run or we're going to kick you off the team. And it was no way I was going to get off that team. Uh, you know, I, I put blood, sweat and tears into in, into it. And uh, I felt like I'd be letting not only coach them down, but also my teammates down. So I, I took my punishment and moved on. Yes, sir. Mm. Did you know that story, Dave? I did not know that story. I didn't. But I know where Malcolm's <laughs> coming from. Uh, I remember distinctly many classes, you know, if I was acting up. Because, I mean, I I got in a little bit of trouble, too, you know, in class. I Teachers, they, they said they loved me, but they hate, they couldn't stand me. Because I, I grew up an ADD child. <laughs> so I was always kind of getting in trouble in class. Uh but I remember the when I was at Permian, I remember like you know, like Malcolm said, they you know he opened the door and his coaches were there. I remember teachers would you know, if I was acting up, my my teacher would tell me, "I'm going to tell your coach," and I would can I'd say, "Can you please tell my dad? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my coach, please." <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'd rather my dad know yeah. than my coach know. Right. <laughs> well, you know yeah. they they created relate. a they they they. What you're saying is that these coaches created such a family atmosphere that it was something that definitely you did not want to let them down, and probably didn't want to let your teammates down as well. That's that's powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and again, mm -hmm. it it is something that is missing in a lot of our youth culture today and a lot of it is not the 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 you know the coaches or the teachers fault they're just forced into situations now where they're not allowed to be uh that involved yeah. and do the kind of things um mm -hmm. that you know we're 80s the the three of us are 80s because we're all about the same age and and uh you know we were there were things done to us that teachers now would get fired for i'm, I'm confident for and they did it because mm -hmm. they cared and because they, you know, wanted to pour into you uh, mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. So how, how yeah, do you I would, think... I would have to agree. I would have to agree with that. Um, mm -hmm. I, if, 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 if I could just chime in on that, I would have to say that uh, a lot of the sports programs emphasize individualism, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that win now mentality, you know, um, we didn't grow up in that environment. It was a team. It's all about the team and anything outside this team is not important. Um, you would rather let your parents down than let your teammates down. That's how the coaches had us as a group um, to where we, we relied on one another. 
and 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 it began in off season. Um, I love every person that I played with. I don't. That doesn't mean we all got along. Don't get me wrong, but that's a brotherhood. Brothers don't always get along. But I bet you come Friday, you 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 you, you can almost bet the whole house that we're going to all be on the same page and we're out there doing the same thing we're supposed to do. And if you don't do it, when you get back in that huddle, if you get on the sideline, some people are going to have something to say. Coaches them didn't necessarily have to regulate us uh, as far as, you know, the game is concerned. Um, we regulated ourselves. And um, I, 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 for me, my motivation on Friday was not letting my teammates down, not having to look him in the face uh, after this game or come next week and say, man, I'm the reason why we lost that game. Yeah. How is those things that they taught you during this time, this, these work ethic, the trust, the, all those, the trust that they created among themselves, among the players and, and among themselves, how has that affected you, you know, and influenced you as an adult, you know, in your adult life? Well, for me, I don't, I don't, uh, for me, I it's very difficult for me to make friends, and it's not because I can't make friends. It's just that it's either you're going to be all in or it's nothing at all. I don't like fair weathered people, and that comes from you know just that that my time at Permian to where I know these guys are going to be there. I know what to expect from them, um, and I know how to draw whatever I need out of them as well. Uh, if, if Connor needs a good stiff kick in the butt, or if I need a kick in the butt to get going to, to do what we know we're here to do, he knows how to do that. And I know how to do the same thing to him as well. Uh, you know, that's a, it's a true brotherhood. And so now I don't necessarily sense that brotherhood, but a lot, it's more of a mentality of, um, you know, I, 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 and I was raised team always to think team first and then get down to the individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Putting us through the workouts, you know, the workouts and the practices that we went through, uh, you know, they were so rough, you know, so tough, uh, you know, it was all about, I remember hearing mental toughness, you know, that was the thing, mental toughness. And so really, you know, Friday nights were easy. You know, the games were easy. The games were just kind of a uh, reward you know, for going through all of the practices yeah. and all the off season, uh, you know, not everybody can make it through that program. You know, I think Malcolm yeah. talked about, you know, sure. uh, the, the, you know, the difficult workouts we went through. Uh, and I think uh, we started with over 200 kids my freshman year. And I think my senior year, we ended up with 26. We had 26 seniors, you know, so you had yeah. a lot of guys along the way, you know, they, it, it was, it was pretty tough. You know, it was mentally tough. You know, you had to have mental mm-hmm. toughness to make it through. Discipline. Wow. What a special so, place you know, you, to be. You build that brotherhood, you know, all the guys that made it through with you, you know, so you're you're pretty cohesive, you know. Like you said, Mal- mm-hmm. Mal- like Malcolm said, you know, not everybody would get along during the week, you know, 100%. But, you know, come game time and come, you know, when it's time to take care of business, you're you got your brother's back. A hundred percent. And that comes so, through almost, almost like, I like the military, you know, just working together and, and going through really hard times together. 
Mm. It's absolutely like the military. I would have mm. to say, I would have to say if I could compare that, it would be definitely like the military. Mm. I think sports does is a crucible to, it, to be able to, to teach so many life lessons. It just opens itself up to, to teaching uh, young men and women uh, so many special things if they have that coach that cares, that coach that invests in them. So, <clears throat> all right, fun question for you guys. What is your favorite memory from your time there? Just, you know, you think back and say, this is this, and I know you go, oh there's, oh, there's a lot of good times and stuff, but everybody has that one, the one that comes back in your mind over and over again. <clears throat> what, what, what would it be? Wow. Uh, <laughs> there's so many i mean yeah um what's the first one that comes uh, to if, if, if well if anything it's the just a just a really the tomfoolery in the locker room you know that's something you can't catch in a movie you know you got guys with different personalities <laughs> you got serious guys you have guys that are always joking you got guys that are goofy you got guys that are, i mean pretty much kids are now you know um, i'm sure they have the same thing in the locker room but those are the things that are memorable for me the constant joking it's like it was always something in the locker room but uh, as david said come friday all of that stopped and and we got out there and like he said it, it was really a feast it was like hey guys for all that hard work you guys put in in the off season all that all that hard work you guys put in during the week here, here, here it is, guys. We're going to let you eat today. So it wasn't a matter of you. It wasn't a matter of us beating a team. Um, we already knew we were going to beat them. It was a matter of uh, them trying to beat us. You know, and I'm not saying that in an arrogant way. It's more so um, that you put so much work into, you know, what you're doing that you refuse, you just absolutely refuse to give in at all. You don't care if it's a one second left on the clock. You're going to go 110%. You're going 110% for that one second. So if anything, um, if anything, those things were the most memorable to me, just, just the joking and the laughing and the, you know, the fights and the pole you know, getting, <laughs> well, I, I guess the statute of limitations have run out on this. So yeah, the getting, you know, to getting hazed, hazed on the pole, you know, th those things are, are the memorable things to me and, and, and just people doing stuff to people's lockers and, you know, um, Trapper, you know, always, Trapper was always a grumpy, he was a grumpy, uh, <laughs> he, he was a grumpy trainer. You know, he would treat us like men. He would talk to us like men. Trapper would talk to us like we were in a bar. So that's what, those are the those are the things that I I really I really uh you know keep in my memory. Those little things that the outside world doesn't you know get to to really witness or enjoy. Yeah. David, what about you? What is your favorite memory from your time? Uh, you know, besides, of course, you know, the winning, you know, we did win a lot back in those days, you know, ultimately won the state championship and were voted national champions that year. But uh, my man, the memories I have, are, of course, my teammates, you know, uh, you know, fighting alongside my teammates, working out with my teammates, sweating, you know, 
getting to that point with just of utter exhaustion and the just the different styles of the coaches you know the i mean i just have really really good memories of my coaches you know coach hearn was just he was so motivating you know and i have i have some funny stories that i've had over the years with coach hearn and i've i've shared these with him and he he's laughed about these two uh one in particular uh you know, like I said, in the in the workouts, you know, it was kind of like the military, you know, and you, it was very structured. And I remember one day, I think I was probably like a sophomore. I think I was that little 138-pound sophomore. <laughs> and uh, I, Coach Hearn had set up four stations, and we were supposed to go one, two, three, four, you know, just in – it was in order. So I think I did one, and then I don't know. I think I was darting across over to three. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh Coach Hearn, he stopped. He came over there and just looked at me, got up, <laughs> he looked at me real close and said, son, do you have peas rolling around in your head? <laughs> and I said, I was sitting there thinking, I think so, coach. <laughs> but he said, you know, in that big voice of his, one, two, three, four. You understand? <laughs> So that was just one, that was just one little example, you know, uh, I look back on that and that was, that was a fun memory. You know, I told, I told him about that. Uh, we talked about that and he, he, he had a good laugh about that, but this, the different styles of coaches, you know, uh, coach Hearn being the, the motivator, uh, you know, coach Randy Mays was just, he was the motivator behind the scenes. You know, coach Curry was the, the, like the my one of my father figures you know and he was the teacher you know and he was kind of the kind of the cowboy you know he he would tell us uh you probably remember this malcolm he would say ah guys i can teach you all the technique in the world but if you're doing cartwheels and you're making tackles you're gonna play you know he was just mm -hmm. kind of the mm -hmm. he could have been like an old yeah. oakland raiders coach you know yeah just, definitely just get it definitely. done yeah. Yeah. And then Coach Gaines, of course, you know, yeah. just oversaw the program. Just a just a really, really good man. You know, I don't think very I ever heard any of it was just yeah. a very, very good man to oversee, just put together the perfect staff, you know, the perfect group mm -hmm. of coaches. You know, every one of them had their had really, really good strengths and they were all on the same page. So they were That's like true. the perfect group to lead us. Mm -hmm. I I wish we could, coach, I wish coach, we could coach, have a I, I would. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. No, I, I, was, I was just going to say, I wish we could add, do this in front in. of a, a bunch of football coaches so they could hear you say these things that maybe they could change their mentality. How are they doing stuff now? Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, the, the commonality of it is we knew that the coaches cared about us. You know, um, they were going to work us into the ground, but we knew that they cared about us. And it got to a certain point to where they could basically just take the leash off of us and basically we could run our own practice by ourselves. Uh, wow. Coach Gaines was more so Coach Gaines was more so the very he was very soft spoken, believe it or not. I've never really seen Coach Gaines uh, maybe once or twice get upset. Um now Coach Curry and Coach Hearn and, and, and definitely Coach Mays and all of those guys, they got upset every single day at something. <laughs> <laughs> and man, Coach Curry used to cuss like the like a sailor, you know. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, um, 
but we also knew that they cared about us and we knew that they were pushing us to get the best out of us. And it, it got to a point to where they pushed us to a point to where we just turned on the autopilot and we pushed ourselves at that point. And I think if anything, coaches nowadays need to understand that they have to deal with their athletes as men and in, and that's what the coaches did with us. They treated us like men. Uh, they put a sense of responsibility on us. And then they made sure that we had the legs to hold that responsibility. And then they backed up. We regulated our, we regulated our team. Coaches them didn't have to regulate the team. We regulated the team. Um, we made sure that we ran the, pay, uh, the play perfect. Uh, if it wasn't ran perfect, one of the guys, the, especially the team captains, would you know, they would say basically run it again. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I mean, what do you think, David? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it was a very, they would elect, we'd get our captains and the captains could almost run the team. You know, coaches had us so prepared. Uh, you know, I remember, you know, I, I would know almost like what my opponent had for breakfast that morning. We were so <laughs> yeah. prepared for them, you know, so prepared. Do for you, Friday do you remember Oh, go ahead. Do you remember? Do you do you remember uh, how how they used to put up the uh, the game week poster board? I remember um, that. You know of our opponents, and they would basically, if there was any type of highlight clippings, they would put them up on the wall. And wow. coaches them used to come by and put little stuff in our ear. You know, you know, you're facing number such and such this week. He's a this. He's a that. He's a this. He's a that. Uh, you think you're going to be able to handle him? And they were really just you know, getting into our psyche. <laughs> now, I, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was something else. That was definitely yeah. something else. So. Wow, starting to challenge yeah. us. It was a, it was a challenge. There you go. And they understood the go. psychology, the psyche of a of a young man at that age, probably better than a lot of people who spend their lifetime studying it academically. Wise, they understood it innately. That's that is really cool. That is really cool. All right, gentlemen, how close are the movies and the television show to your time at, at the universe, at, at that program? The, you see, the movie was supposed to be about that 89 team is or uh, sometime around that era. Is that 88. 88. 88. 88. 88. That's right. That's right. That's right, because they lost mm -hmm. uh, uh, that game. And then the television show is just some fictitious time period, you know, maybe even yeah. currently during that time period. How close was the movie to what was happening? I think, I think uh, the thing that it struck me was Billy Bob Thornton's character when he played Coach Gaines. He, he was pretty close. I mean, Coach Gaines was the quiet one, like Malcolm said. Uh, very disciplined. Very, very good man. I, Coach, Coach Gaines never Absolutely. swore at us. He never cussed. He His... His the worst word I think I heard him heard him say was horse feathers. <laughs> you know, we'd be running a, a a play and he'd get his play cards and throw them down and say horse feathers. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. uh, coach, I think that the movie, you know, coach Coach Gaines in the movie was pretty to me. It was pretty close. Yeah. You know, uh, as far as we didn't play in the uh, state championship game that year, it was actually semifinals. That we played in the freezing rain. Uh, yeah, Coach Hurd told me he said when I asked him this question, he said, "Well, 
we didn't play in a dome. He said we played outside and it was cold. <laughs> he said so that's that didn't happen. Was it, it uh, freezing UT? rain? Was it at UT that y'all played? It was played at, it U- at University of Texas Memorial Stadium. Yes. Yeah, that's what he told mm-hmm. me. Yeah. On that old Astro turf, it was frozen solid, and you know it was just like green concrete. And it was freezing cold. It wasn't so cold when we were ahead nine to seven. We thought we were going to win the game. It was a real tight defensive game. It was probably 40 degrees and raining, you know, with wind, a little bit of wind blowing. Uh, as soon as, you know, Carter went ahead of us 14 to nine, it was cold <laughs> at the end of the game. Yeah. You know, I, I recall, I recall that game. I, I watched the game from home. I was in the ninth grade, but I cried after that game because I felt like we got cheated. Um, that ball, that ball hit that ground. Uh, anyway, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> dwell on that. But uh, yeah, that but was. But uh, yeah. Um, as far as accuracy, yeah, I think Billy Bob Thornton, his character was very close to how Coach Gaines was. He was very soft spoken, even keel. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard Coach Gaines cuss either. Um, I think he might have said gosh darn it or something like that, but uh, <laughs> that's not a cuss word. Um, uh, as far as the characters are concerned, um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think it was really sensationalized. Um, as, I think one thing that stands out to me is Booby running with the pump jack in the background. I haven't seen a pump jack inside the city yet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, well, actually, actually, I think there's one. There's one, but it's very isolated, and it's not going to be on some long, extended, you know, uh, West Texas road. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, the, the movie is the movie. Um, as far as the TV program is concerned, it, it has no basis whatsoever. I tell, I tell kids all the time um, – to really just not pay attention to that movie. And I, I hate to say that. I'm not saying don't watch the movie, but if you want a feel of how our program was, you need to go to the school and look at the boards, look at the state championships, look at the, you know, the 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 all state uh uh wall and things like that to get a feel, or even even come to some of us, we'll tell you exactly how it was. And it wasn't Hollywood. Um, I think Hollywood has a tendency to make things look easy. It wasn't easy getting to where we got to. Um, we have to put in a lot of sacrifice and a lot of hard work. And I mean, that's, but that's life. You know, that's what life is about. Sacrifice and hard work. I don't, I don't know of anybody that have gotten anywhere without some type of sacrifice or hard work put behind it. Gentlemen, thank you uh, for, for joining me uh, today. And I'm really excited about sharing this with our audience. I'm really excited about our audience hearing this. And, and, and what my goal is, my hope is, is that we're going to inspire some adult. We're going to inspire maybe a teacher, a parent, a youth worker, a coach to really start investing more in it. Because what I'm hearing, you know, the things that I didn't hear that they taught you was, you know, how to, how to, you know, lift weights better or train better. It was all about your character. It was all about who you were. It was all about making you a better man than making you a better football player. And that 
is a message that I really hope can ring true. And and man, thanks, Coach Hearn, for doing this. This is cool. Uh, this this is this is really fun. So thank you guys for being us. Thank you, audience, for for uh, staying with us, watching and listening to this. Listen, somebody you know needs to hear this or to watch this episode. So like, share, and comment, and we'll see you again next week on the Gen Z Show. Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Follow us, too, on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day.